0: yeah well in a world where like you just adapt to not having water i'm assuming that like a gulp of water is probably goes a long way
1: i think adapting to not having water means dying (laughs) but i'm not sure
0: true true Hello everybody and welcome to the the Warning Podcast. This is uh, Review 360 with a review of Mad Max Fury Road. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Imperator Steviosa. <laughs> and if you're joining us for the first time, the the Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're gonna dive in, debate, discuss, and argue our latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, it is here. The uh, trailer we've been excited about forever is now a movie we can actually watch in theaters. It's Mad Max Fury Road. How are you doing this uh, fine morning?
1: Um, I, I'm doing good. And to be clear, we did just watch the trailer in theaters. They play it on loop for like <laughs> two hours, Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty great. I know. Uh, I'm I'm okay. doing good.
0: <laughs> just, just keep going. You you had a follow up? No, we're just gonna say that it, that like it's a legitimately good trailer. Like, and in most of the times, most of the times when you're talking about a movie, and you're like, oh. Like, yeah, that trailer was X, and the movie w- was, if you like, like, the movie was just that trailer for two hours. Um, this movie was kind of like that, but that may, yeah. or may, that may or may not be a bad thing.
1: I, I think when the trailer is, like, one of the most anticipated of the summer, then that's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing good. Uh, true to form as being the boring member of the podcast, I'm, I'm sitting here in an old-timey nightgown, Sipping my coffee.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm fully dressed, uh, standing at my desk. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing all right. But I, I'm, like, at the tail end of a wicked cold that I've had for the last week. Um, so I'm glad that I actually... I don't know if you can hear the cold in my voice still. Um, hopefully not too bad. But, like, two days ago, I, I woke up, and I did one of those things where you you wake up, and you close your mouth, and when you open your mouth, there's just a seal of, of, <laughs> of, of, like, sick phlegm and stuff. And then you realize that you can't breathe, and then you almost die, like, in one of those movies where somebody's, like, abducted by alien, Like, in you know, Fire in the Sky, when, like, they put that sheet of, like, slime over the face, and then it pulls in and sucks all the air out from you. Basically, in,
1: so. in Infinite Chest, there's a guy who gets, like, bound and gagged when he's being robbed. Yeah. And he has a stuffy nose, so he dies because he can't breathe. And I've, <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. Um, yes. So no. it's worth buying nasal
0: spray. There's this Vicks <laughs> Vix stuff <laughs> that clears you right up. No, I've been, I've been, uh, putting Rub on myself and, <laughs> you know, c- Describe it to me. <laughs> well, basically first, Oh, uh, no <laughs> uh, but no, seriously though, like I, uh, in, in a semi unrelated, but side note, um, well, it's not, it's, it's completely related, but it'll seem like a tangent, but it's not. So I have this problem where I can't eat like sugar-free stuff, um, if I have more than, like, a piece of sugar-free candy, like, I will get, like, super si- sick, like, cramp, like stomach cramps, and I feel like I'm gonna die, I'm gonna throw up, and it's super gnarly, and uh, I bought, like, a bunch of Halls stuff, um, I didn't realize until, like, I'd finished the whole bag of it that they were sugar-free, <laughs> My my evening was not very good after that.
1: So, is it, like, a particular sugar substitute that you have a problem with, or are you just, like... Things that don't have sugar make you sick. <laughs> it's really weird.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's, it's. I don't, I don't know what it. Like basically, um, I started randomly getting like really sick every once in a while. Um, it actually happened on my way up when I went up and met Carson to see the, the screening of, um, uh, what the hell, the Shane Cruz movie, the. One. Upstream color? Upstream color, yes. When I went up, like, I drove up there and got sick by the time I arrived there and was sick through the whole screening and then sick my whole way home and it was terrible. And I started to, like, piece things together and I realized a chain. Like, I realized that it's whenever I consume a lot of sugar-free, like, candy or any su- sugar-free substance and uh, I kind of just figured it out over time and then I got to the point where I was, like, in a store, gonna buy, like, I wanted some particular candy and all they had was, like, a sugar-free kind and I was like, "Yeah, I think this makes me sick." And I'm like, "No, it maybe it's probably not this." And I'd get it, and then I'd get sick. <laughs> I kind of, I've tested it enough to think that it's a real thing. Um, it could be psychological, but either way, um, got super sick from halls. So
1: <laughs> well, you can give the halls to me because I'm an addict now.
0: <laughs> good. Um, but anyways, this is all really fun and exciting for everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is good banter. I w- I, w- I was gonna mention how I saw the movie at. 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday rather than going for a 17 mile hike that i could have been doing so i'm just the epitome of boring right now
0: (laughs) which do you you often do hikes no okay so it's probably better that you went and saw a movie instead of doing a 17 mile hike
1: maybe i don't don't know i didn't
0: feel very accomplished at the end of the day (laughs) so is it 17 miles round trip or is it like 17 mile out and then you're like well shit this was a bad idea uh, round. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yep, that's all I got. Anyways, um, so we are here to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I mean, should we just uh, get this out in the open? Uh, have you seen anything else in the Mad Max franchise?
1: I did. I saw the original Mad Max when I was sometime around junior high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I remember I remember the aesthetic and I remember like the visual vocabulary that they use. I don't remember a goddamn thing about the world or <laughs> who anyone is or
0: <laughs> anything else about the series. Cool cuz you're going to fit right at home cuz I have seen jack shit except for this movie. <laughs> so this is going to be really fun. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you say we get started, Steven? This time it's not just about being fastio said. about being Furiosa. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to take a listen to the trailer for uh, Mad Max Fury Road and then come back and give you guys a review. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. What a lovely day! Want to get through this? Go! So.
1: He was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy.
0: we go. This is Mad Max Fury Road. Basically, our, our, our buddy Max, who doesn't talk a lot, uh, teams up with, uh, you know, somebody who is trying to escape a bunch of bad people in a burned out post-apocalyptic world. And uh, it's sort of a reduced plot. It's sort of, let's uh, try to drive away from these guys who are trying to kill us. And uh, somewhere along the line, we'll try to find out the name of our hero. <laughs> um, so, Stephen, what did you think of Mad Max Fury Road?
1: I think you did a great job recapping the movie <laughs> um, so anyway, like I said before, it's been so long since I've seen the original that like the mythology doesn't mean anything to me, so the movie has to stand alone for it to work uh and for me, at least, it totally did. um, I think this was a very like visceral movie, uh from the opening dialogue to the closing shot, I feel like it's just a giant snort of aluminum spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> a punch in the face it's such a like absurdly heightened movie it's yeah, just basically in, like a trip to valhalla yeah exactly <laughs> in or maybe to hell whatever the valhalla equivalent of hell is yeah. um, but it, it's just an incredibly like confident abrasive movie uh, i mean the filmmaking and i wish carson's gonna kill me for not knowing this i don't know if the other movies had this but it has this kind of like stop motion feel to it where, like, there are moments of action where it's clearly not just, like, a normal camera filming it. It's, like, quick cuts together to make the movements feel more, not comic booky or cartoony, just, like, creepy somehow.
0: Yeah, like, weird and frenetic and sort of fever dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a very frenetic thing to it, but it isn't, like, like Tarantino or Crank type of, like, fever dreams. It's, like, a, a different thing. And it's really cool and unsettling, and they don't use it too like so often that you get annoyed of it. They use it just enough to remind you, like, this is a distinct thing. Yeah. I I will. So I don't think this is based on source material like a graphic novel, and it's terrible that I don't know whether it is or not. But it it has the kind of like confident style that makes you think it is. Like, like it's relying on an aesthetic that everyone knows and loves already. Yeah. Um. So I would say the the best part about the movie is definitely the action i think mean, that is the movie it's one <laughs> one long crescendo with maybe like you know 5 minute bursts of plot in between and so the only thing i can compare it to is furious 7 <laughs> because it has fury in the name and it's another <laughs> another recent movie where it was kind of like all big action in this like glorious type mayhem that you just get sucked into yeah
0: and, and um, one of the main characters in a family dynamic in the film is a big guy with no hair <laughs> so, <laughs> so it relates to furious seven completely he, he was played by vin
1: diesel right <laughs> I, I assume so yeah i think so <laughs> too bad carson's not here to tell us no um anyway if, so the action i think it didn't quite have the same excitement to me as furious seven like only because these people are so far removed from my universe like i can't i can't empathize watching them the way i can watch like a car fall out of a plane and imagine what it would feel like
0: you, you just you just wanted it to you, you, it was just missing paul walker that was the yeah. real problem
1: yeah there's no paul walker and and just the whole like the whole universe is so different and cranked and like heightened that it the action is different it's more like watching artful mayhem in infol- unfold than actually like empathizing with any character. Yeah. Uh, but in, in that frame of mind, I thought it was extremely well done. Like my heart was pounding throughout this movie and I can't say why, cause I couldn't have cared less if like Max lived or died, <laughs> but, <laughs> but still when all the insanity is happening, there's just something about your blood that <laughs> it, it kind of makes your blood boil. Um, And the plot, I feel like George Miller is almost like the anti Frank Miller. <laughs> it's like, it stars a, like, douchey, misogynistic dictator who gets totally owned by, like, progressive <laughs> feminists. <laughs> like, if if 300 is, like, this, like, just kind of terrible sexualized violence, like, male fever dream, I feel like this movie had, like, pretty cool comeuppance. And I feel like we can't talk about that much because I don't think the trailer spoils anything about the plot of this movie.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, so, so a little bit. I mean, there there was definitely a sense that there were ladies who were running. (laughs) Okay. As long as we know that much. I mean,
1: I think the thing I can say is, like, even if Tom Hardy is kind of the lead and the title character, then I think Charlize Theron is definitely the the badass star of the movie. Yeah, Yeah. At least that's how it feels. And that alone should tell you that this is doing things a little differently this time around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was a very cool movie. It isn't a thought provoking movie. Like, (laughs) I I don't know what kind of lunatic would expect it to be a thought provoking
0: movie. Well, the only real thought you have is like, oh my god, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Yes, but that thought of oh my god, this is the most
1: badass thing I've seen in my entire life. It wouldn't be wrong. (laughs) I'll I'll pull a Carson here. If if someone were to tell me this was the best movie of 2015, well, they would be. They would be wrong. But (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge them for it. It's, it's a really fun movie.
0: Yeah. So I, I like going into this movie. I was um, obviously super, super excited, and it was, it was definitely one of those things where it's like this trailer is too damn good for this movie to be worth a damn at all. Like it was one of those things where like I, I, I can't take another Terminator Salvation where, like, the trailer is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and then I go into the movie and get completely disappointed. And uh, I've had, you know, a couple friends who are like, that movie can't be good, right? Like, it's just not good. Like, it can't be It does It doesn't live up to the trailer, right? And, you know, at the beginning I was making the joke that, like, this is seriously, like, a two-hour version of the trailer, and the trailer was amazing. So the movie is literally just two hours of amazing <laughs> visuals and super rad action. And, um, like, what I've been telling everybody is that this... Like, the script for this movie has to be, like, six pages long. Like, it's basically two one-hour action scenes separated by, like, ten minutes of exposition. (laughs) And it's, like, I don't... Like, I should pick apart that there is almost no plot in this movie. Like, it's literally like, hey, let's run away from these guys. (laughs) Yes or no? (laughs) You know, like, that's, like, the whole movie. It's just, like, let's try to do this one escape, basically. And, like, it works so well because it is insanely crazy action like uh i mean you and i just were we you and i just both watched a cirque du soleil show last weekend Mm -hmm. and this is like the best cirque du soleil show you've ever seen i wish cirque du soleil was like this no like i i i was just thinking as you were describing like the action i was like i was like they need to first of all i mean they have so many shows of Cirque in Vegas that's already the middle of a desert. Why do they not have a Mad Max themed one? Um <laughs> Because y- why not? You know, like you could totally do it. It would be super rad. But like, it's like the, this is like, you know, we, we always talk about films where like, you know, the city is a character in the film or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we're talking about stuff. Like in this, the choreography itself is the main character of this film. Like there <laughs> are just like, We we, in Kingsman like before I was saying that church scene in Kingsman is like the best action scene that's like ever existed because it was so awesome Um, and I've watched that scene like 30 times in the last week Um, but This whole movie blows that action scene away like just the the entire movie the entire thing like (laughs) all of it (laughs) It's like literally we like the opening scene here. We just had the voiceover dialogue It's it's the same way that the trailer opened the original teaser trailer for it opened Um, and uh just from then then on it's just complete action scene the rest of the movie and they take a small break in the middle because they know that uh the audience is going to like literally have a heart attack or an aneurysm yeah if, we we need to breathe for like <laughs> yeah, 2 <laughs> minutes and then they'll it, go back to yeah, it. it it's literally an intermission but they don't want you to actually get up because you might pass out <laughs> so they make you sit in your seat and just like watch a few minutes of dialogue and then start up the action scene again and it's the stuff they're doing is just insane too like um and it, 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 I don't know, it, it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to really describe how awesome it is. And like I said before, if, if you're saying that, oh, yeah, it's like the trailer for two hours, that sounds like a negative thing, but it's such a positive thing. Because it's just, it's just amazing. And it's like, I... Like I said, I know nothing about this franchise other than the fact that it, it involves like post apocalyptic crap and you know, the world fights over water and oil like they do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it said in twenty seventeen. Yeah.
0: It said in it's said in twenty fifteen, California. But uh anyways. Amen, brother. <laughs> um but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you're getting so much information about the world just like, even from the simplest thing of, like, the fact that, like, everybody takes their steering wheel off their car. Like, they add something to it. The way people, like, the way they fight, it's not just people who are fighting. It feels like everybody knows how, like, all you do is attack the engine of the vehicle that you're chasing down because why? you don't care about killing the people. You care about killing the vehicle they're in because the vehicle is the thing that allows them to survive or do anything. Like, there's little bits and pieces about just the way people interact where like nobody says anything they just behave in certain ways that makes it feel like oh people have always done this and by always i mean like since this time has existed like since the world has been in this state people just know how to exist in this world because they've been there like it doesn't feel like a bunch of people who sprayed dirt on themselves and existed for the fa- for the filming of this film it it feels like a world where the people live in this in this way, and you can, you can sort of believe, I guess, why characters act a certain way and, and feel a certain way about the world they're in, just because that's sort of the way they were not shutting off their phones. Like, I didn't, um, but it's, I don't know, It, it, it it's an awesome ride, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, they, it's weird, I, I enjoyed it so much but like you said there's so little to talk about because so little happens in the movie yeah um i i love the little touches like kind of like uh this is going to be a terrible comparison but the the hills have eyes reboot like what stuck with me from that movie was the like distorted guitar driven battle scenes yeah yeah um and and this movie almost like birdman they actually make that be in the movie (laughs) like there is a guy on a car whose job it is to play this electric guitar (laughs)
0: it's so rad too like it 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 works so perfectly in the context of it but i mean like it's this is literally a warring faction if you watch like any movie that involves like old wars there's always like i forget what the group in the military is it's always playing drums to keep everybody like marching in time and all that junk like Mm -hmm. that it's it's not just completely there to be weird it's it sort of makes sense in its sense you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 it does in this weird because it's kind of a riff on medieval fighting yeah (laughs) if it just brought into this weird apocalyptic future except of course the guitar also shoots fire because why not (laughs)
0: But also, like, it also, it works in another sense of, like, so, you know, we, we always come back to Fury for some reason. Um, and I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I have a point, and two, because it has Fury in the title also. Um, but, like, in that, like, you know, the big thing is when you hear, like, tank treads off in the distance or, like, the, the people in that SS group, like, chanting or singing their songs and you're like oh you know the troops are coming like that's the that's the thing it's like there's this proximity thing so in this film anytime you're not near people but you hear the sound of like the guitar riff and like the drumming and stuff you're like oh shit like they're coming like they're they're almost here like so it it's it's badass because it adds something to the background of the scene to be badass but it also instills like this fear for the character because the characters can hear it too it's not just like a sound that we're hearing it's like it represents something to those characters as well Which is awesome.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I hate that that was my answer, but I I agree.
0: (laughs) One thing I wanted to say, too. um, I don't know how your theater responded to it, but this isn't a spoiler. In in the trailer, there's a scene where uh, Tom Hardy gives just a thumbs up, right? Yeah. And the context for that thumbs up, like, I don't, I feel like, I feel like that was like an accidental take that they got, and was like, "This is perfect." Don't ever try to do that again, because it, it it's it is the most. It is like it communicates so much in like a little thumbs up that it, like it's. I don't know for for some reason that like stood out as me as like the the best thumbs up that's ever existed in film.
1: <laughs> I, I forget where. I was listening to something recently where they were saying that, like, Tom Hardy is be beginning this descent into having to do less and less and the movie gets better and better. <laughs> like, in, in Locke, it's, like, just him driving. And then in this movie, it's him barely saying anything. Yeah. And that five
0: years out, all movies will just be, like, him walking around in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I just—that th- 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 that thumbs up didn't, like—
1: it it didn't land so much in my theater but my theater like a testament to this movie is i did not have the crowd echo chamber at all it was me and maybe 15 people in the theater tops yeah and yeah so there wasn't a big response at anything i mean a few a few laughs at the absurd stunts that were taking place yeah but not not a whole lot else i was a fan of the thumbs up though
0: <laughs> i don't know i just it it we i mean did you see the trailer for aloha you know the scene where like John Krasinski just like pops a beer and walks up, and he's like, "Oh, he said a lot without saying anything." Whatever the line is, like yeah. So that that part always gets a laugh, and I'm always like, "Why? Why? Why does this <laughs> moment get a laugh in the trailer every time?" Well, either way, like the the what the characters are saying in that scene in the trailer for that movie was like how I felt about this. Like mm-hmm. there was so much. Just it was it was I don't know. It was like the nonchalant way he was like, "I care, but I don't care, but I sort of care, but like good on you, but." oh well and then sort of i don't know it was i don't it's i'm talking way too long about a single thumbs up but <laughs> it it, it, it's rad. a good one it, but it is
1: funny to focus on a detail when so much happens in this movie I, yeah. I mean in terms of like the massive scope of the action i'm trying to even draw out the plot now and like you said i do think it's just two long chase scenes with like a mo- a moment of respite in between yeah
0: yeah it's it's like literally and that's the other funny thing is like the the calm down part to this is like oh we we got to let the engine cool off (laughs) so like literally the film's engine is running too hot and people are not going to be able to handle it so we got to take a quick break just so that we can like wind things down everything will be cool and then let's get going again
1: i also have to say i really like the aesthetic of this movie like it the reason that's weird is i'm not big on the whole like burning man or maker fair type thing (laughs) which is effectively (laughs) what this movie is (laughs) like metal and flames and hot desert sun um but there's something here where it's this uh this post-apocalyptic universe and the way people they're not undead but they're in this weird stage where they might as well be they're like like sickly creepy things but need blood bags to survive and basically go kamikaze to get to valhalla yeah something about all of that together like the the way that they don't care if they live or die and how terrifying an enemy that is it's just really absorbing in this film like it i I don't know it's the kind of thing where you would almost think there's a franchise behind it (laughs) not not that you or i would know anything about that yeah
0: but i also like too that like the the i mean i'm i'm there are, like, different groups of these warriors, uh, these road warriors um, in all over the place that all, like, have a very specific, like, aesthetic to them. Like, each group of people looks a little bit different. So, even though they don't spend a lot of time talking about this is that faction or this is that faction, this is that faction, you get a sense that there are these different factions. And, like, they're all separated by the the Fury Road. And, and um I don't know, that just had a really cool feel to it, too. I mean, coming from somebody who plays video games and stuff, like I can imagine the, the different <laughs> aspects of the game where you're going through these different territories and like warring against each of those different factions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like the, the porcupine guys on yeah, motorcycles. Yeah. And, and that was the other I f-
1: really liked, there There was one scene where you never fight these people or see anything about them, but in that mudland, there are just these people who are like crow people who walk on stilts yeah, yeah, and um, go and pick at pick whatever remains there are. Yeah. I thought that was chilling and f- super cool
0: yeah it was, it was definitely a pretty sweet sweet moment um but yeah the 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 uh one last thing i mean just just talk about more and more cool stuff um like the construction of the vehicles and stuff like that i thought was was really awesome too just just the the sense of you know each little squadron of driving people had like a couple different vehicles and like, you know, the, the war machines, the big old giant ones, like the little like weird scout devices and stuff. And it was, it was cool to think about like, okay, if I was in this sort of thing, which vehicle would I want to be in? (laughs) Um, Like, I I mean, it always seemed like the, the motorcycles are the most versatile because you can get through terrain. That's a lot easier or lots a lot more difficult to navigate for the bigger cars but I think it was just cool to see like how they invented different machines and it wasn't just like let's make something that looks super badass there was always some sort of functional aspect to all of the designs because you know there's scenes where like they're in the middle of a pursuit running away and having to do repairs in the vehicle but the, the vehicle is rigged up in a way that somebody can be moving and repairing the vehicle as it's driving without there being any sort of like you don't have to stop so it can be repaired you can do in the road and you can do it while you're going and like in in like a, a western movie where like a cowboy is like crawling underneath the underside of a train like that's just totally movie movie stuff because how is he holding on underneath the train that close to the track without like touching the ground? Like it's just there's stupid aspects to it. But in this, like the design of it is built so that there's like harness systems that somebody can move throughout the underside of the vehicle while working on it. And like I don't know, I just the attention to detail. It didn't just feel like oh let's make some badass looking weird like rusted out car and then throw it in this world and throw dirt on it and call it a day like it felt like each vehicle was designed to be used for a specific purpose and i don't know i I really appreciated that
1: yeah i think the set design definitely betrays the fact that george miller has been thinking about this stuff for like decades Yeah, yeah it's just so fully realized all of these things which isn't to say i mean you compared it to westerns where a cowboy is crawling under a train and how that's just movie magic That isn't to say this doesn't have movie magic in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) almost every minute there's one of those scenes where Vin Diesel and What's-Her-Face fly off of cars and he catches her in the middle somewhere.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, for the the most part, like, there's a lot of... Michelle
1: Rodriguez, what am I saying? What's-Her-Face? I'm so
0: sorry. (laughs) She doesn't care. She doesn't remember. Yeah, she... (laughs) Uh, amnesia joke. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I I think that... What is cool, though, is that like most of the stuff seems like they really did it. Like the part where they have to really incorporate CG is when somebody is dying, <laughs> like mm-hmm. when somebody is falling off and like slamming into the center of the desert in a wreckage of stuff. Like, obviously, that's r- dangerous. <laughs> so, like, I'm assuming anytime somebody fell, <laughs> they were just completely CG. But it feels like the vehicles themselves were pretty damn real and getting just destroyed. Like, I don't know what the budget of just wrecked metal was for this movie, but I felt really high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I felt really high, too. (laughs) One thing I like about this movie, and this could just be a byproduct of us not knowing anything about the mythology of the series, but it really does just kind of begin, like, in the middle of the action, and there's this whole universe... Of why they do things and who the leader is and who his children are that is never really spoon-fed to you they just kind of assume throughout the movie you'll absorb it yeah and i don't know if i think that would still be true even if we watched the older movies i'm pretty sure the whole the whole idea of this uh leader morton joe and all of the details of their kind of warring factions i don't think they were really described in previous movies i think like this is kind of a new thing in this movie where they talk about him being a god and everyone worshiping him. But they really never never delve into detail. You just kind of, you watch it happen and by the end of the film, you recognize why it means so much to so many people yeah. and what motivates all the people to follow him. But they never once, kind of like John Wick, like they never once actually tell you how things work. They just kind of reference it in passing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So do, do we want to talk about any of the... <laughs> the the ridiculous aspects of of this world like how all these people are surviving on like one bucket of water a month <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that was a, a chilling moment where the guy talks about like don't allow yourself to be addicted to water i th- I thought that was cool yeah i don't know how they survive like how do all of these people fight they must be the most brittle bone people in the world
0: well, what's the thing is the people up top in Morton joe's like Rock Castle, theoretically have, I mean, they have access to food and water. Um, mm-hmm. So they can survive. Plus, they all live on breast milk, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh... Mother's milk. So, like, there, there, there are aspects to where, like, I kind of get it. But all those, those like, like, no-legged people down below that lived in the dirt and stuff like that, like, I was trying to figure out how they survived. Just eating each other, I guess? Yeah, I'm, I'm think- guessing they ate each other. Yeah, just whoever dies first gets eaten. I'm pretty surprised the movie didn't show that, though. Yeah. I feel like this movie jumps at the chance to show you everything it can. Yeah, I was I was waiting for somebody to talk about how they know the babies taste best.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that The scene, by the way, without getting into spoilers, there's a scene involving a baby that just felt so, like, grotesquely over the top. Yeah. But in, in the language of the movie, it made total sense.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know how anyone lives in this world. Nobody that I saw drinks water
0: at all in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- technically there's a scene where uh, uh, Tom Hardy shoots a hose in his face. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> it's enough to sustain himself for a month or two.
0: Yeah, well, in a world where like you just adapt to not having water, I'm assuming that like <laughs> a gulp of water probably goes a long way. <laughs>
1: I think adapting to not having water means dying, <laughs> but I'm not sure. True, true. I, th- I think you're. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> that was an effect of this movie. Is I left being very thirsty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, that was the one thing too. I was I was thinking about like how many layers everybody was always wearing. At least Tom Hardy, he had like he was wearing like a sweatshirt the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was basically like I was like, you got to be hot, right? I mean, it's
1: insane out there. There's also a thing where like most people at least in the ruling class are hideously deformed in some way (laughs) yeah i'm not really sure if there's a logic behind that or if they just accepted the fact that it's much cooler if all the
0: villains look terrible (laughs) (laughs) well that's the question is in a world where everybody does look like that how did we get like the the main people we're following in the story yeah they're completely normal human looking granted one of them is missing an arm but that's normal but I assume that was, like, punishment-related, even though they never really talk about it. It just seemed like that was... Or maybe she ate it. I don't know. Maybe she cut off her arm to feed somebody because she was a leader. <laughs> so I, I have to say, my one nitpick,
1: which isn't even really a nitpick, for the most part, when you follow the characters throughout this movie, their motivations are made clear at some point, and it kind of makes sense why they do the things they do and why they change. Like, I believe... I believe Tom Hardy's Max. Uh, I believe Charlize Theron. Especially throughout the movie, you learn more and more how she's planned what she's doing and why she's doing it. Yeah. There is one character. Uh, I guess I won't name him, but he's. If you've seen the movie, he's the only other character that undergoes any kind of arc. He, I didn't really believe at all. It just kind of felt like a snap, and then all of a sudden he has changed sides. I I.
0: I know I got I got it but um I don't know we can talk about that after the fact just cuz spoilers <laughs> but uh it in in the context of what little I gathered from the religious e type of aspect of this world I think that um yeah I I think that that snap makes sense <laughs> I also don't know if I believe that any
1: woman would be attracted to him <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it's Slim Pickens in post-apocalyptic world.
0: <laughs> it's mostly the two bumps on his neck, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: He named them. I don't remember the names. I don't remember either.
0: I wish they had IMDb credits, though. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah. um, It was also
1: nice to see Zoe Kravitz reprise her role from <laughs> Insurgent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Any last comments about the film?
1: No, I don't think so. I think you hit the nail on the head with choreography being the main character in this movie, it, it, and it really it was does a hell of a job.
0: <laughs> there, there, there is there is a scene that involves a couple of people fighting. Not all of them know whose team they're fighting on at the time. They're sort of just fighting because everybody's fighting. And uh, some of the people may be chained up. I mean, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> it was really rad, though. Like, I was, I don't know. The The, the entire movie is just awesome. I, I almost went back and saw it again last night just because I was like, uh, I could go see it again.
1: <laughs> I think I would. I'm just getting too old. Like, That much adrenaline twice in a row would be too much for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to go to Valhalla.
0: I did, just time-wise, I ended up seeing it in 3D, um, just because that's the next showing, and my choice was like later in the evening where I assumed that it would be even more crowded or right at that moment. Um, And I don't really have a lot to say about it in 3D because it wasn't, but mostly I was just commenting that I could go back and see it again for free since I couldn't use MoviePass to see the 3D one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have free movie passability. Um so. I, I
1: would say for what it's worth, I thought the three D was good in the sense that I didn't notice it very much. Like that's normally the hallmark of good three D is when it doesn't distract me.
0: Yeah. And there was there was one scene where it was like a okay, one guitar the whole reason, flying. Yeah. The whole reason we did this in three D was so that if we get this one damn scene.
1: Yeah. That one I could have done without. But for the most part I liked it. It I, I think the three D did play a role. It felt more immersive to me than usual but i could rarely put my finger on what was foreground what was background like what were they actually doing yeah
0: yeah all right well uh that probably brings us to the end of this review so uh do you want to just jump into our verdicts uh yeah sure cool uh well uh mr stephen miller uh would you like to let us know if you were gonna say must see recommend with the caveat wait for rental pass the caveat or must avoid what would you give it
1: I've got to give it a must see. Uh, for what this movie is and what the trailer sets up, it completely delivers, and even has some, while not deep, I thought the social themes that they do bring out are for the most part <laughs> better than most comic booky type movies.
0: <laughs> so yeah, total must see. Yep, uh, it's gonna be a must see for me also because the movie's like friggin awesome. Like you can't like I, I don't. the only people I imagine not liking this are like really old people who leave five minutes in because it's such a crazy fever dream that they don't think they're going to survive the entire screening. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody else that like it's like at at a base level, it's basically like going to see Cirque Cirque du Soleil. Like you might not understand everything that's happening, (laughs) but it's visually amazing. And you get enough of the story from what you're saying that you should be happy. So must see for me as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to bring us to the end of this review. So, Stephen, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, if people want to find me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash warning, or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW at 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will be some crazy drums and guitar riffs, I'm assuming. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is it for this episode. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Sorry, we took a week off, but, uh, in, in preparation for seeing this movie, Steven and I took a trip to the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you never would have gotten that Cirque
1: du Soleil reference without
0: it. Yep. True. Um, Maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe you would
0: have. Possibly. I mean. There, there are a bunch of other movies that are pulling this, like, Cirque du Soleil stuff, like the new Peter Pan movie that's coming out. Like, it's clearly, like, Cirque du Soleil-inspired. <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know what's coming out next week. But we'll have... I
1: think lot, lots of stuff. I think from now till at least two or three weeks from now, like, every weekend something is coming out.
0: Okay. Well, we will be back next week with some more reviews for you. Um, And, uh, yeah, until then, see you later. Thanks, Stephen, for joining me.
1: (laughs) No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: And, uh, yeah, I already said see you later, so bye.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Carson. (laughs)